Today we have Carla R. Fuller. She wrote the book Do the Right Thing, which will be released uh, September 6th, 2022, this year. We're going to learn a little bit about Carla and a little bit about the book. Carla, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Boris. It's great Thank having you. Having you. It, I, I'm glad you were able to join us. Tell us about yourself. I'm associate professor at Columbia College Chicago in the Department of Cinema and Television Arts. And I will have been there for 25 years this fall. Congratulations mm -hmm. on that. Thank you. You've been able to influence a lot of students in the filmmaking world. So that's pretty cool. What's your greatest success story? Do you have one that you want to share? Oh, gee. Or are there just I too many? Too many. Too <laughs> many to count. I just feel very lucky to have had the opportunity over all these years to interact with so many wonderful young people. And I always tell them, you know, at the beginning of class, I tell them, you know, I'm going to learn too. It's, mm -hmm. a dial it's a dialogue. It's not a monologue. I've also been very fortunate at Columbia College Chicago to teach film history as well as screenwriting. Because before I got to Columbia, I worked in the business as a development person, a D-girl, as they used to call us in the 80s at Bestron Inc. And we produced one hit, Dirty Dancing, which I think they're remaking or they're showing it at Cannes. It still lives. So I feel like this book, which is my first book on screenwriting, but not my first book. I have two other books before this on film history and a director, Ang Lee. Um, so I feel like I'm coming full circle with this book getting back to my roots uh, before I even got into academia. So that's really nice. Can you talk about the book, what it's about, and just break it down for us? Sure. The book takes five films that I feel are extremely special because they're sort of reflect diverse viewpoints. And they were also groundbreaking in their own ways. They were commercially successful as well as being um, sort of, again, breaking new ground. Uh, the films are fairly recent. Uh, they are Moonlight, Get Out, Mudbound, Roma, and Always Be My Maybe. So they are diverse in terms of representation, in terms of Asian Americans, African Americans, uh, Latinos, and LGBTQ representations and they're also diverse in terms of the genres that they represent which are drama thriller rom-com period piece so they're diverse on a lot of different levels which is what i aimed for when i was choosing them describe to us what was going through your mind when you were selecting these films did you mm -hmm. have a whole batch of films that you wanted to include and had to break it down or did you know right away i kind of knew right away because I wanted them relatively recent and I wanted them, I just had some in mind that really sort of blew me away mm -hmm. personally. And I didn't want to go back too far. So I started with Moonlight, which is 2016, and then Get Out, which I was completely blown away by in the theaters when I saw it. Mudbound was actually suggested to me because of the writer-director Dee Rees also did Pariah as her first uh, feature. So she was suggested to me. Roma was something that my mother loved watching 
on Netflix. And Always Be My Maybe was a film that is not as well known as the other four. Uh, didn't get all the awards and allocades and, you know, things like that. But it got a huge response on Netflix, like um, so many views. So it was very, very popular. And again, smaller, on the smaller side. Mm -hmm. uh, all of these films are on the smaller side rather than on the blockbuster end of things. And that was intentional. Do you watch all films like with a, a critical eye? I usually watch movies twice oh, before okay. I, yeah, before I can figure out, because I really want to be like the typical viewer when mm -hmm. I first see it. I just want, because otherwise things get distorted if you try to like analyze it too quickly and too fast. Yeah. I just want to be a viewer and I just want it to overtake me and get into it just like a typical viewer the first time. Mm -hmm. Then the second time, I know what's going to happen so I can focus on how it happens. I got so you. that's that's when I can look at it and say, hmm, what's going on here? And is that interesting to me? So that's that's kind of my method. As you're saying that, it reminds me of when I watch The Sixth Sense. You know, you watch it once, and I think everyone can relate to that particular movie. You watch it once and then you watch it again <laughs> and, and you kind of you kind of like, aha, you know, that's good advice. You mentioned that you have two other books. Can you kind of touch on those a little bit? Sure. This kind of goes back in time during my time at Amherst, which you say you're very close to. Yeah, I'm only uh, 50. I'm like 15 miles. To, I was actually um, up there today. Good old Western Massachusetts. I love Massachusetts. Yes, and I, beautiful. I, the, the whole Amherst, Northampton. I was in South Hadley, which is right next to oh. Amherst. That's where I was today. I, I love that whole area. Yeah, it's very beautiful. So my, So I was kind of you know, not knowing what I wanted to do, which is why I'm very sympathetic to my students now. I'm like, mm -hmm. how are you supposed to know? You're supposed to figure it out while you're going to school. So my junior year, I got into this class called Japanese Theater and Film, and I realized that I wanted to know more about Japan and more about film. So I wound up living in Japan for the year after I graduated from Amherst. I'm saying all this because I have this kind of thing about Asia mm -hmm. because I had such a positive experience there. So my first book is about, it's called Hollywood Goes Oriental and it's about non-Asian actors playing Asian roles in Hollywood films from the 19, well, the 1930s to the 1960s. I wrote that because I wanted that to be a book. I was kept looking for the, a book about that and it didn't exist. So I thought, well, I guess I'm going to have to do it. And the second book is about the director, Ang Lee, who is, who has done everything from the Hulk to Brokeback Mountain to, you know, Taiwanese films. And there was a list of directors for this publisher and he wasn't on the list. And he had won, I guess he was the first, Asian person to win two best director Oscars, but why isn't he on this list? And why doesn't, you know, so I, it, it's a compilation of interviews with him. So that's, that's book number two. And then, so this one is sort of coming home to screenwriting. So Great. they're, they're quite different. It's funny that you mentioned 
basically having white people play Orientals and Native Americans. I was discussing with you before we started recording, I'm a big fan of old-time radio, and I'm a fan of it, but, you know, when you hear the stereotypical Asian guy being done by, a, a, you know, a, a white actor or actress, and it's cringeworthy, Back then, I guess it was accepted, and it's not now. You know, back then, people didn't even think about it. Like, oh, yeah, of course, you know. Mm -hmm. We listen to it, and my wife actually enjoys the old-time radio, too, but we both go, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, uh, someday, people are going to take these off the air. I hope not. They should just be contextualized. That's all you need, but don't pull them because they're history. I worry about them being pulled. And I think what they were going for, keeping in mind these Westerns were, were recorded in the 1950s and 60s, mm-hmm. but they were about the 1850s and the 1860s. Mm-hmm. I think they're trying to be historically correct, but maybe it's a fail. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know, because it was because of the nature that Hollywood was that you're pointing out, that you yeah. pointed out in, in particular your first book. And that's mm-hmm. why I'm even discussing this. And I think things have changed for the better. I hope so. Oh, they have. Well, they have, even though certain things kind of pop through sometimes. Oh, absolutely. But, but it's so much better than it, than it was when it was just, that was the common practice. If you had really prominent Asian roles, they'd be played by white actors. Yeah. That, yeah. that was just the thing. And I see it. And I'm a white guy. Contextualize is a great word. I think that's uh, mm-hmm. I, your first book sounds really, uh, <laughs> that one kind of, that struck me. So that's why I kind of went off on this tangent. <laughs> That's that's it's that's wonderful because we're really in agreement about this about what should happen with these older uh, pieces. But you know, one of the reasons why I wrote this "Do the Right Thing" mm-hmm. screenwriting book was because I had in the first book kind of focused on what was wrong, mm-hmm. on what was lacking. Yep. And this book focuses on what is right what they did right, according, in my humble opinion. So it's a real shift away from what I usually do to a new chapter. It's written in a positive light. I'm going to look up some of these films and watch them now. (laughs) I hope you enjoy them. I I think I absolutely will. You got a fourth book in your mind right now? Yes, I do. Ooh, can you divulge or is it going to have to, or are we well, going to have to wait? Well, it's kind of, you're going to have to wait, but it's about screenwriting. Okay. Again, but it's not a repeat of this. It's actually more a how to, to get sort of students. It's more of a textbook, okay. but it won't be boring. It won't be dry. And that's well, all I can say. Why? Did you write any boring books yet? No, not yet. <laughs> you said it like this one won't go. I don't intend to. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think they're boring. Uh, That's not the plan. Do the Right Thing will be out at the end of this year. Now, if anybody, I know your students probably know how to get a hold of you, but if somebody listening yeah. wants to contact you or get any of your books, we're going sure. to promote your books here and, oh, and a website if you have a website. Or, just go, go I ahead. I have... I have email. I don't have a website and I probably should. Yeah. But I that's have an email address. Yeah, that's my homework. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, uh, Hollywood Goes Oriental is from Wayne State University Press. Mm-hmm. The Ang Lee book is from the University Press of Mississippi. And of course, Do the Right Thing. Michael Weesey Productions. Yeah. MWP.com. Yeah, that's the publisher. That's it. That's it. 
I know we covered your books, but is there anything else you want to add before we wrap? This is your first podcast. I want it to be a positive experience. It has been. It has been very positive. I think um, I was just a little nervous, you know, about answering questions, but it's been like, as you said, having coffee with a friend. Yeah, yeah. So it's been great. I don't have questions because I never, I never really prepare like I should. I just, I'm just going to talk to people. Oh no, that's that's better. That's yeah. much better. Good. So, is there yeah. anything you wanted to add before we wrap? No, I just think we're at a point as a country mm-hmm. in society to sort of be more open to diverse points of view, and I hope it's not like medicine that you don't want to take, but you feel like you should. That's what the point of this book is, because I really think all of the films, all five of them, are really engaging and interesting and entertaining. So that's just my hope. With your positive attitude, I'm enjoying talking to you. This is awesome. Looking forward to your book. I have your book. (laughs) Anybody wants to read it, you got to wait till September. I got it. Uh, (laughs) But I got the galley here. I want to thank you for joining me today, Carla. Thank you. uh, Maybe when you write your next book, maybe uh, we can have you on. I would love that. Thank you. Thank you.